Hello and welcome to the season preview edition of the Hotcast. I'm your host, Chicago Fire Editor for Hot Time in Old Town, Ruben Tish. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, RJ. RJ, the season is finally upon us. We can stop speculating about how things are going to go. They're just going to go. How excited are you for Saturday? For Saturday... It's against Miami, so not really. Um, what does that mean, first of all? What's up? What does that mean? It's Miami. It's You know the distaste I have for Gary Neville? Sure, but should it make you all the more excited? It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't feel like a real game. Like, uh, it, it's... I, I don't know. I, I, say, I think the game against Orlando will be the actual real test, but... Um, I suppose it's because the season's starting earlier than usual. It still feels like preseason mode right now, so... That's fair. And also, Miami isn't a real team. <laughs> well, we can talk about that, because I was actually looking at the roster, and I kind of like some of their pieces. And and um, earlier today, we got news that Blaze Matuidi's gone. So that should help a little bit as far as getting some of their more athletic players involved. Um, but we'll we'll talk about... The fire and inter. We'll preview the game, fire inter Miami, in the second half of the show. Because first, we have to talk about the fire and their season. And we did a lot of this um, on our off-season catch-up and uh, our um, sort of preseason editions of the show. Uh, but let's. Quickly go over the Chicago Fire's offseason. We've incoming uh, Sheridan Shakiri, Jairo Torres, uh, Rafael Chicos, uh, Gaga Slonina has stayed with the club um, because there were rumors of him leaving during the offseason for big money. Um, and what else are we doing? Uh, or who else came in? A bunch of homegrown signings, Mr. Rodriguez, and, and John Duran finally showed up after being signed um, last year and, and finally turning 18 and being allowed. Out. The big names out at the club. Um, Johan Koppelhoff, who found his way to RSL. Francisco Calvo is in uh, San Jose. San Jose. Uh, Alvaro Madron went to Saudi Arabia. Uh, they also had a couple retirements, I think. They had uh, one. Yeah, Nicholas. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, Nicholas. Yeah. Well, he was just released. I don't know if he's retired. Retired. Um, I, I've I've seen some tweets saying he's retired, and I I, I know Wikipedia isn't you know, and it'll be all source, but it's also listed. He's also listed as retired as well. So. And transfer market has him as looking for a club. Okay, well. Uh, speaking of players looking for a club, also Lukas Dajanovic, uh, also listed as looking for a club. No, he's he's with um, he's with that one team in Saudi Arabia as well. Oh, did he go to Saudi? Yes, he did go yeah. to Saudi Okay. And uh, Barrett is the one without a club at the moment. Um, yeah. He was poised to go to SKC, but I guess. Well, no, SKC took him. Mm-hmm. In the re-entry draft, um, but 
they uh, he didn't want to go play in Kansas City, and he would rather. I guess he'd rather not have a club than bounce around in uh, MLS. I guess. I mean, which you know is his prerogative. Um, I guess, but so Stojanovic is with Al Hazan FC. Yeah. And they are in the uh, Saudi Arabian Pro League, and I think they are currently in a relegation fight. So, mm. oh yeah, they're they're um they're in sixteenth place at fourteen points. Mm. Yeah, so uh, a pretty big roster turnover. It's, that's not everybody, but it's basically all of the main names, right? Uh. As we, I, I've got transfer market up open. Of course, Frankowski left in the middle of the season last year. Uh, Elliot Collier is back in the USL Championship with uh, San Antonio. Ignacio Aliceta is off to Lugano in Switzerland. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Kenneth Cronholm retired. That's the other big. That's the retirement that I was thinking of. Um. You know, it's, he'd be a nice backup if uh, Chris Brady wasn't here. So, but but then again, he just couldn't you know get healthy after his injury uh, two seasons ago. So that's unfortunate for him. But that's who's out. Uh, all of the names coming in, by the way. Uh, Kendall Burks did sign with the club. He was in preseason there at the end. He went on trial and was offered. We talked about this last time. Offered. A, um, a trial con or a, a U23 contract or whatever, a reserve deal in England that he turned down to come with the fire. Up with a non ham forest. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who else did they sign? They signed a bunch of, uh, homegrowns. Homegrowns. Victor Bezerra. Uh, Sergio Ori. Original. Oh. Um, um, Misael Rodriguez. Well, yeah, that was last. Well, so, no. sort of last year. Yeah, sort of last season. To affect this year. Uh, they also signed. Um, Spencer Ritchie. I was oh. going to say Justin Reynolds, AJ Reynolds' brother, who actually had a very good preseason. Although I expect his minutes to come in for Chicago Fire two. The Fire's MLS next pro uh, club. So that's who's in, who's out. Um, now that it's basically all finished, uh, assess their transfer, their winter transfer window for me, RJ. I like a number ranking or a letter ranking. Give us, um, a, letter grade. Give us a letter grade and, and don't grave on a grade on a curve because last year they did a whole lot of nothing. And this year they did a whole lot of everything. C plus. And I, I, I do think that they failed to address the deaths in the club. Um, the lack I, agree. Of so. I, I agree with the depth comment at a lot of positions. There are a couple of positions where they have decent depth. Uh, center midfield, I think, is one where, you know, they've got like six guys. Uh, you know, the three who are going to start probably, Jimenez. Uh, Fade and Shakiri, and then on the bench you've got Herbers and Pineda, and um, probably like 
um, once Torres gets here, uh, Brian Gutierrez can play in the middle as well. So there's some decent depth in the middle. I think center back is okay. Um, I think they've got four decent center backs and a bunch of kids, right? So at center back, they've got Shehos and Tehran, who are probably your starters. Uh, then you've got Wyatt Olmsberg, Mauricio Pineda can play there, even though he's being seen as more of a midfield. Uh, Kendall Burks, by a lot of scouts in college, a lot of his scouts um, is by and large MLS ready. As far as you know, uh, like he can probably come in and as a backup and. and do a spot start or two if you need be. Um, so I think center back is, is okay. Goalkeeper, you've got two really good ones in Chris Brady and Gagas Lanina. And of course, they signed Spencer Ritchie as the veteran backup presence. Um, other than that, the roster is a lot of unproven talent. It's a lot of, you know, um, it's and remember guys like Chinoso 04, he's still I think he's birthday's in the summer, so I think he's still like twenty. I think Stanislav Ivanov is still relatively young as well. So it's a lot of unproven talent, and that can be good or bad, depending on how good the unproven talent is. Um and if they turn out to be great depth because they're good enough, that's great. Um if they don't that's a problem, I think, obviously. Uh, I think they do have a problem at attacking midfielder. Um, yeah, but I, I think um, uh, Torres is going to fill up that spot, actually. Torres is gonna, I think Torres is going to play on the wing. I, I like, I, um, during his time at Atler, you know, at his time at Atlas, he's also comfortable in the mid, so... Sure. I, I think it would be really wise for the fire to put Torres in that, you know, attacking midfielder position and then just move up, you know, Shakiri to the wing where he belongs. Well, uh, maybe during the year, but Ezra Hendrickson has stated emphatically during all of his um, availability that Shakiri is going to play the number 10. Um, yeah. Going to have. When, when Torres gets here May 1st, uh, you're going to have him play out on the right, uh, which means the left is a question. Now, in my tactical preview of the season, I have John Duran starting there because I just because I was so impressed with him. But Ezra has him as sort of like the backup center forward. Um, so it looks like you might have Stanislav Ivanov out there to start the season or Fabian Herbers out there to start the season wide. Um, so I don't know. Um, it's, it's the, the left is confusing. I, I think with the current roster, I don't, I don't think Herber should go out in the left. I mean, I know he can play up there and he can also play as, as a secondary striker as well, but He's best suited for in the midfield. I, I think. I, I think yeah, Duran or Ofor should be in the left for the time being. I I, I, I think. I think in summer they they really do need to address that situation. And to be honest, 
on a four as well. I think this season will make it or break it for him for mm-hmm. his tenure with the fire. Um, I've given a lot of slack last season. It's, you know, he's still young. He's still right. fresh, but you know, he's do that anymore. Smart, right. So mm-hmm. he's got to be able to turn his intelligence into product into production. He's got to start scoring and, or, getting assists yeah he's basically he's another elliot collier (laughs) i think well i mean he's he's, elliot collier had that you know footballing mind like if he had the technical skills chinoso for is is exponentially more skilled yeah but that's just a you know a quick comparison a more recent comparison sure He's definitely, but he is definitely more so. I think Patrick Nyako being on the coaching staff is going to help him a bunch, just like it's going to help Duran a bunch. You can already sort of see um, the Nyako influence in Duran's game. Watching him play center forward, he he's very intelligent in his runs, and he's very good at creating space with his legs, which is why I think he should be starting. Um, over you know your Fabian Herbers is and and you know at least until uh, he should be your main starter on the left over O four and and Herbers and Ivanov I think. Um, so that's that. Uh, how much preseason games did you get a chance to see? Uh, two, and they were just playing in the background. Okay, you, I'll, I'll be honest. You were I've, diligently studying the. No, I failed my homework on that part. I think I've watched a full match of the Zimbabwean Premier League, and I actually paid attention to that. Two fire podcasts. Two, not just this one. You no, know. I mean the the other one. I'm now a guest on, so so you do what? You have one and a half Chicago Fire podcasts, and you didn't do your homework. Okay. No, but no, I okay. I, I didn't watch the games. I just, I, but I still, you know, followed everything, and I still. I was going to have a segment on the anime about uh, today. We were going to go off on an anime tangent, but since you didn't do your homework, no fun. Well, uh, you don't want to ask about the Zimbabwe Premier League. No, I don't want to ask about the Zimbabwe Premier League. Why are you scouting the Zimbabwe Premier League? I'm not scouting it. I was just watching. Football manager save. Do you have that involves the Zimbabwe Premier League? None, but I just stumbled upon it and I watched all four hours of it. So, RJ, I used to think I had a problem because I stayed up till four AM watching the K League in the mid two thousands. But it's really you who have this problem. Jesus! All right. Um, there are some fire connections in the K League, though. Apart, you know, from their um, K League United's uh, um, editor in chief, he's a fire fan. But you know, uh, Cheryl Sherjel McDonald played in the K League. Yeah, and so did Austin Berry. Yeah. yeah. The more you know. Yeah, we're uh, yeah, K League. Uh, okay. Um, I was going to ask you what you thought about how the fire were playing and how they were set up during the preseason. And I, I mean, I will say about with FC Dallas, I that was one of the games I've had running in the background. Um, they're really compact. They they blended in together. I think 
Azra has that man management that, you know, Raphael Wiki lacked. And, you know, despite the relatively new team, and it is a new team, you know, despite, um, you know, a lot of veterans and, you know, younger folks in there from previous seasons, but um, it seemed just well put together and they just need to score some goals. I think that's the main issue mm-hmm. at this point because that goal, I believe, that Dallas goal was from um, Gaston Jimenez. And as pretty as it was, I it's it's a fluke. Well, they scored against Austin too. I, I actually think it's uh, – so So I agree with you about the scoring goals being the main problem we have to look forward to. Um, but the defense has been really good. They've been – like, talk about Rafael Chico's for a minute. He's basically been everything the fire have been missing. Uh, for a long time. A long time. Since, like uh, – Zhao. Zhao. Say Zhao Myra, yeah. Zhao and uh, Johan Kabelov for their starting center back pairing. He's just, he's super organized. He's skilled with the ball at his feet. Um, he knows where to look for outlets. He's, he's just the organizational veteran presence that this team has needed for so long. And I'm really happy that he's here. Um, yeah, and, and his head's on straight. And like, you know, a certain center back that, I should probably Look, stop naming. He's San Jose's problem now. We don't yeah. have to bring him up until uh, they play each other. If they do play each other this year, I think they do. The fire in San Jose. I think it's in like May. Um. So. Yeah, Shikos was the player in preseason who impressed me the most, aside from John Duran. Uh, I thought Duran. I said. I said it then. I, I've said it a million times. He he. For me, he played himself into a starting spot. That's no real disrespect to Ivanov, who who got injured a little bit and and didn't really play in any of the uh, preseason games. That's no disrespect to Herbers, who I think is used better elsewhere. Um, once Jairo Torres comes in, uh, I think your front three is Torres, Shabilko, and um, uh, Duran. I think that I think that is your strongest front three. I still say put Torres in you know the middle just for one or two games just to see how things play out. So the other thing I think, it, 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 sorry to cut you off, but the other thing I think is um, during preseason the the team actually was pretty flexible. So I think you're going to see some switching depending on what the game looks like. You're going to see Shakiri out wide and one of the wide players come inside for a little bit um, because Duran can come inside and both Torres and Brian Gutierrez, who I expect should be the starter uh, on the other wing um, while uh, we're waiting the two months for Torres to come in, um, can also play inside. And obviously, Fabian Herbers can play inside. So if you're sticking him out there, it's nine times out of ten, he's probably going to be cutting inside as well. So all things you know considered, I think you're going to see that sort of flexibility. You're going to see the midfielders, you know, change spots with each other depending on how they're being matched up. Uh, you're going to see some of that stuff, and I think that that's also a positive. I think the flexibility of this team is a positive once, you know, they get everything together. 
Um, and I think that, you know, that, that, that is going to be something to watch for as well to see whether I'm right about that or I'm wrong about that. I could be really wrong about that. And it's a very regimented sort of style of play where you can create, but you have to create within a framework, uh, especially if they, they start winning games with it, you know, a framework like that. So that's something to look forward to. Casper uh, Shabilko, thoughts, feelings. He had an okay preseason. It looked like he was, you know, getting sort of learning the club and sort of, you know, getting in, in shape more than he was, you know, looking to score goals. I thought he played okay in the limited minutes he had. Um, but again, the fire midfield really didn't create a whole lot during the preseason anyway, so it's sort of hard to judge, right? So, so yeah, with, with Shabelko, um, he's proven it nonetheless. I think he's just, you know, like you said, he's just stretching out his legs during the preseason. He's going to score some goals. I, I I will confidently say I'm not worried about him. Uh, I, I agree with you. Um, okay, so now, Let's do our season predictions. We're going to do club MVP. We're going to do um, golden boot because those can be two different things, but maybe not. We're going to do defender of the year and we're going to guess where the fire will finish. I'm not going to make you do a points total because who the hell knows in MLS. Um, Seventh place could be as low as, you know, 45 points, which we've seen in the past. So I'm not going to make you do a points total, but I am going to ask you where you think the fire are going to finish. And uh, I'm going to ask you where the fire will finish in the cup as well. So let's start with team MVP. Who do you think the MVP is going to be? Rafael Seixos. I think he's going to save the club. Like, uh, you know, out there. Really? Yeah. I, I think, um, I I still think the defense is a little bit leaky, but um, he's going to try his best, and he's going to do he's going to you know he's going to do his best. So, um, I think it's interesting. I think uh, honestly, I think out of all of the new players, I think uh, the the target a number one MVP is going to be Shodan Shakiri. Um, I think that's the easy way because he's he's the new number ten. He's the guy. He's the guy you're looking for to win games and, you know, looking for to bail you out of tough situations on the road and, and, you know, getting that goal at the end of the game to, um, to do that. And he, he, you're looking for him to be that guy, but honestly, I'm going to go and say, um, the most impactful signing is going to be Torres from Atlas because I think he's, He's going to be the guy who comes in and brings not only that veteran presence to the club, even as a young player, he's played in some big games for Outlaws. Um, and I think he's, he's going to come in and he's going, he's actually more than anybody else going to be the X factor that kickstarts this season and, and takes the fire up a year, two months into it. I think the fire going to tread water at best for the first, you know, four to six games. 
then he's gonna come. Then uh, he's gonna come in, and he's going to kickstart this club onto a winning streak. Um, that's my big predictive hot take for this this team. So actually, I'll I'll disagree with that one part you said. Though I think the fire is gonna go guns blazing. I think Ezra has that mentality. I agree with you, but uh, you can go guns blazing and you can play really well and you know still not get results. Yeah, but that's looking at, think... looking at the the fires. You know, you've got Miami, and then you've got Orlando and DC games. Games you have you should be competitive in and should probably, um, you know, come away with a point at least. But then you've got Kansas City and FC Dallas, and then April sixteenth at the Galaxy, who are. Probably, if everything goes according to plan for the LA Galaxy, you're going to be really good this season. Um, so, it this is a tough schedule. This is a tough opening couple of months for the Fire. You don't really get any reprieve until May 14th against Cincinnati. It's you know, every, every team is going was better that the Fire play until that game against Cincinnati was better than the Fire were last year. So I, I'm if the fire make it to 500 uh, coming into that game against Cincinnati, I'm going to be not not pleased, but I certainly won't think the sky is falling. That that's about where I'm at. Is I think the, these these games are tough. Kansas City's tough. LA is tough. Um, Orlando's tough. FC Dallas is tough. Plus, it's for a trophy. So, I don't know how much the Brimstone Cup matters to any of these players. Um, but I'm sure they'll, I'm, I'm sure they'll say all the right things in the week leading up to the match. Um, and DC United might be a tough out. So, I'll be happy with 500 going into May. Plus. They play Atlanta at uh, home in Atlanta, and that that game that game historically has been a bit of a disaster for the Flyers. So, plus if Joseph Martinez actually likes his coach now, so he's going to play, and they're going to play like quick counterattacking football, and which is everything he loves. And I expect Joseph Martinez to have ten goals by like the 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 end of May. So, uh, Atlanta is going to be really tough as well. So. Then again, I could be completely wrong, and the fire just boss it for the first two months of the season, and then Torres comes in, and the fire going to win the supporter shield. Either of these things are possible. Invincibles. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so let's talk about the first game. It is time to turn our attention to the Chicago. I forgot, I forgot Golden Boot. Inter- oh, right, Golden Boot. Duh. Casper. Uh, yeah, Casper. That's easy. Uh, where do you think the fire are going to finish? Like I said, I keep thinking somewhere between third and sixth are where the fire should end up. Sixth. Sixth? All right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's still in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Well, I think that's wild card, actually. So. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Yeah. Wild card, yeah. Um, And for the cup. Yeah, where are they going to win the cup? I think they're going to win the cup this year. I do, too. I have a good feeling about this. They're going to win the cup. I, I think they're going to be in a tough race for the playoffs, and it's going to be uncertain for a while. 
and I think they'll concentrate on the cup because that's five games to a trophy. And if there's something this club desperately needs, and I think everybody understands that, is they desperately need a trophy. And the U.S. Open Cup is their best bet this season, I think. Look, I, I just I just want to see um, Shakiri just, like, bully these USL2 defenders. <laughs> that would be fun, wouldn't it? And, like, he'll, I don't know, his, his usual shithousery, just, like, I don't know, score in front of them and then just start doing push-ups and, like, in front of their manager. I don't know. I just want to see something. Also, uh, do you think the MLS next, the Fire, are uh, going to win MLS next? Not with that name. Because that is a question that I've been thinking about. And I think the answer is the MLS next team has a better shot at winning a title than the senior team. Yeah, but like I said, not with that name. I, I, I know... MLS wants to keep everything homogenous, but I just don't like Chicago Fire too. Well, first of all, we can't blame the Fire Front Office for that because we yeah, I know I said MLS. So. Yeah, we know that the Fire Front Office wanted like a fun, unique name, uh, but they're not getting. But and, and until what the names were leak, I'm calling them Bridgeview Wednesday, like our boss Patrick McCraney put out there into the world because that's just fun. In an I'm, sort of I'm, I'm calling them Irving Park Rangers. They're playing in Bridgeview. I know, but just because. Just because. I mean, fair enough, I suppose. Just because I live in the area. So. Yeah, but uh, I like Bridgeview Wednesday, and I think Bridgeview Wednesday is, is a fun thing. Um, right. Uh, am I dumb and forgot something else, or do you want to talk about Miami? No, we were, we were going to go to the Miami game. Yeah, let's let's do Inter Miami. A couple of notes from earlier today, being Thursday when we are recording this. This podcast should be out uh, Saturday morning, so hopefully you're listening to this uh, on your way to uh, Drive Pink Stadium in Fort Lauderdale, or on your way to your favorite establishment, or on the way to your couch to watch this game. Um, Let's talk about it. Uh, Blaze Matweedy, it came out about uh, eight hours ago or so that uh, Matweedy, uh, a L'Equipe report, has said that he uh, is not going to be part of this NYCFC setup. So that's losing one of your biggest names uh, to... um, to to, he's a, he. By the way, he's the guy that uh, Inter Miami cheated to knock the fire out of the playoffs in 2020. So, just for that, good riddance for Blaze Matuidi. Uh, who do you, would you say is their biggest incoming signing? Is it DeAndre Yedlin? Yeah, just because of the name, um, but. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm pretty pretty reserved on this Miami team for a lot of reasons. Well, we uh, don't know if Gonzalo Higuain is going to decide to want to play or not, right? Like he could just be a training post out there here, like he was several times last year. Um, I mean, their defense is pretty good. Uh, with I think I think Kieran Gibbs can still play a little, but that might be my Arsenal bias showing. 
You know, they, they signed Clement Diop, right? They did sign Clement Diop. So that, that's like... Is he their starting goalkeeper? Or is he just a... Um, is he just a guy? Because Nick... Nick Marsman, I think, is yeah. their starting goalkeeper. And he was pretty horrendous too. So you... I mean, that's true. But like... I, I do like DeAndre Edlin a lot. Um, if Mo Adams can get consistent playing time, we all know how I feel about Mo Adams. Um, I think I I think their attacking side is better than their defensive side for sure. Um, so I, so I'm sorry, Nick Marsman is out until March. So we are going to see Clement Diop. Yeah. Um, look, Yevlin's good, but you know, sure. I mean, that's fair. Uh, they could start Drake Calendar. Yeah. You I, think so? I I, I think they are. Yeah, they're probably their starting goalkeeper for this game, which I am licking my lips. But like, midfield wise, um. Like I, I do like a lot of this roster. I don't know, you know, the, as far as because obviously we're not allowed to watch their preseason. Um, so we don't exactly know how they're going to line up. Um, which is is, is sort of disturbing, and there's no real like SB Nation. Inter Miami site that I can go and be like, hey, how, how are they going to line up? What's going on? Um, what's going on with this team? So, it, uh, I am interested to see how they line up. Um, sorry, I was Victor. I, I do like Victor Uola, who I think is sort of like their, their engine guy. Um, like I said, Mo Adams, if he gets playing time, uh, Gene Mata is okay. Um, I, I honestly don't know what to think about this Miami team. Um, I think Yedlin is going to be a, be a lot. I think him and him and Gibbs controlling the flanks could pose a problem for the fire. Yeah, um, the, the way I look at the Spammy team, and I mean, I, for lack of a better word, it's you know I feel about the Neville, but I uh, this Miami team sort of mirrors of the Fire team, but you know without the banter goalkeeper and without the banter coach, because their attacking is pretty well stacked. You know, their their defense is okay, with an exception of like one solid foundation. You know, that's Yedlin with you know. With uh, with Miami, but I mean, um, like, right? Forecross is gone. That's got to be an upgrade, regardless of who you stick there, right? Yeah, but I mean, it, uh, it just who gets lucky first, basically. I, I'm sort of trying to find ways in my head, thinking about how this is going to go wrong, so I'm not angry when it does go wrong because I think. Throughout the 90 minutes, something on the fire is going to go wrong. Just the eventual collapse, the past the 70-minute mark, really. Well, I, first of all, 
I feel like Gonzalo Higuain is going to bring his tryhard boots for at least the first month of the season. And if they're bad, he'll just give up and, and stop caring again. But I think for the first month, he's going to care. And that scares me. A motivated Gonzalo Higuain is as good as anybody in the league at scoring goals. So that that does con- legitimately concern me. I mean, well, Chicago played Miami early on uh, last season. And that was also with a try-hard Gonzalo Higuain. And look what happened there. I mean, he doesn't actually start trying until mid-season. Like, I, I, I think this team, this Miami team is better than last year's Miami team. Yeah. So, but, I, you know, you can't change a person. True. Uh, well, maybe you can. San Jose is certainly going to try. Uh, the plus side is, yeah, their starting goalkeeper is probably Clement Diop. Which is a boon to literally every team that plays against them. Because is Clement Diop the worst goalkeeper in the league? In the East. Um, I, I mean, I'm willing to say yes, because I offered the question. Um, I don't know. Overall, um, I don't know what the goalkeeper situation is in, in Montreal, but they did beat Santos Laguna in the Champions League. So, you know, that's a thing that happened. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I think that's everything, right? Do we have anything else to talk about, really? It's, it's the first game. There's really nothing to talk about and analyze, I don't think. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, I'm leaning towards a fire win. Um, 2-1 fire. Uh, I am as well, but I don't think it's going to be 2-1. I, I actually think it's going to be... It, it's going to be either scoreless or 1-0 to the fire. Um, from what I've seen of the fire's defense, they're organized and ready to go. I don't know if the offense is, and I trust Rafael Chicos to um, bring home the bacon, as it were. Which is funny because Inter Miami plays in pink. So, yeah. Uh, that'll do it, I guess, for this week's North Lot Podcast. RJ, we're back. The season's back. I'm excited. Uh, this is going to be great. Hopefully. This is the fourth year of the Hotcast, isn't it? Fourth or fifth? Yeah, fourth. No, 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 no. It's the, it's the third. No, I'm including North Lot. Yeah, the fourth year then. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Four, two years is the North Lot. This is our second year is the Hot Cast. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, let's do it. I'm optimistic. I I won't be excited. I I am excited though for. You know, soldier food, soldier food, soldier field food. Um, you get more of that. So fair. You can find. I'm looking forward to hearing more of your food reviews. That's what I'm. I miss those ice cream nachos. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter at the Hotcast. You can uh, find me on Twitter at Ruben Tish. You can find RJ on Twitter at RGA underscore zero two. You can listen to the podcast 
on Google Podcasts and on iTunes where you can leave a review that tells us we're good so more people listen and more people can get up to date on the fire and nonsense and sometimes anime. I don't know. Uh, we will be back probably Monday. I want to say this is a, a thing I want to try is, is pre-game podcasts after a post-game podcast, but um, this was kind of accidental due to me sort of getting sick in the beginning of the week and sleeping till 2 o'clock in the afternoon every day because I have insomnia and all sorts of other things. So, expect a return to Monday Podcast post-game. Um... And uh, if there's uh, an audience for this kind of pregame stuff, um, we'll do some of that too in the future, maybe. Um, we'll see. Anyway, that's it for us. We will see you on Monday to break down the fire and enter Miami. Um, hopefully, it'll be breaking down a dub because we're way too used to breaking down L's on this show. And it'd be nice to have a bunch of uh, <laughs> See you uh, next week. See ya.